pop culture and gaming has changed. No longer is it just for the nerds and geeks, not just the kids and teens, but for everyone. Even four black guys with similar tastes, but totally different personalities. Join us as we talk about the latest in gaming, film and TV, and entertainment. Content by us, for us. Join us at the SHOE program. Yo, 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 welcome back to the EJ and J podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for listening as always. Jay, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. It is draft night, one of the best nights of the year, and we have a special guest. One, I want to throw it to you. Just introduce yourself and, and, and tell them a little bit about, I guess, why you are qualified to talk about football more than we are, should I say. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say I'm much more qualified, but you know, I'm one. I'm a friend of the show, fan of the show, uh, supporter of the show. So, family, family. Y'all, yeah. y'all keep uh, checking these guys out because they're gonna be big. Um, the reason why I'm slightly more qualified than the two best hosts in the nation are, I actually do coach a little bit of high school football. I appreciate it. And uh, I don't know a whole lot, but I'm an avid Cowboys fan, you know, boy, boy, great till I die, no matter what, Super Bowl 2022, you already know what it is. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know. Uh, or 23, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to hear to talk a little bit of football, have a little bit of fun, and get the new scoop from the few program podcasts. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, Juan is family. Juan is my cousin, pretty much my brother. But um, Juan, like I said, we appreciate you having you on. And uh, we're going to get into just some of the picks. I know you are a defensive guy, so we'll definitely talk about the defense and the cornerbacks. Uh, so let's just hop into it, man. Um, for you, Juan, Juan, just wanted to see if there was a, a top guy that you were looking at this year that you were thinking that's that's the guy that's going to be like one of the best players in this draft. I am very interested in the secondary guy. Again, that's that's my bias of being a defensive guy in the first place. But Derek Stingley Jr., um, Sauce Gardner, those are two guys that they've been very consistent in college football. Uh, you know, everybody knows Derek Stingley because, you know, he started at LSU as a freshman. LSU has a long history of really good DBs coming out. Um, he will be an interesting pick for the Texans and kind of staying close to home for him. Sauce Gardner, you know, he's uh, he's Mr. Hollywood to me as far as college football is. He gets a lot of the press and everybody's seen his stats on PFF of, you know, no touchdowns given up in his entire um, career. His quarterback's passer rating has been like less than 10 throwing to his side. Uh, which is, I mean, unbelievable. And they both have a really good skill set. And it's, you know, that's the, if you want to not worry about one half of the field, I mean, those, that's why you take those guys. And hopefully they can do the same thing at the next level. That's what everybody's going to be looking at. For sure, for sure. So there was a guy in the draft, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. I know 
you being a Cowboys fan and myself being an Eagles fan, uh, we were kind of looking, or so the reports were saying, we were looking at trading up into the top 10 to get this guy. Um, you got any information on Kayvon Thibodeau? I know for me personally, I was a little wary of the Eagles taking him because I remember this guy a couple years ago named Dion Jordan from Oregon. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> when I kept hearing, uh, you know, we're getting this defensive end from Oregon, I was a little wary because, you know, Dion was probably in the league for three to four years max and he was out super quick. So, um, yeah. What do you know about Kayvon? My my take on Kayvon is that, and again, being a Cowboys fan, just like you're saying, I think he is how everybody pictures the Cowboys using Micah Parsons, is that you find ways to move him around and get him on matchups and use his skill set, and he can change the game for your defense because edge rushers, like you guys know, I mean, that's that's the big money spot in the NFL now is having a guy that can get you seven, eight sacks and get some tackles for loss and come in on those pass downs and just win a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but, you know, I think it's, that pick is a lot of, you know, based on potential, what you think you could do with them. That's what also kind of makes it scary. Like you're saying is hopefully he can do what people think he can like a Micah Parsons. Um, but if not, then be in a world I don't wish bad on the kid or the guy, but since he is with New York, I hope he doesn't play good against Cowboys. Same with the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> same here, same here. Uh, well, I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. um, so the Jaguars draft Trayvon or Trevon Mar uh, Walker with the number one pick. Um, what do you guys believe? Is Was this a good choice for the Jaguars? Um, does this help their team in any way? What was the motivation that you guys believe behind this one? I mean, real quick before Warren chimes in, um, I think it was a good pick, personally. Um, I watched, I don't know the intricacies of, of, of the defense, kind of like Juan does, but from just watching him on tape, I think he's, he's, he's pretty good. He's definitely a power rusher for sure into the quarterback real quick. Um, I was thinking that they would go with Aiden Hutchinson, honestly. Um, he produced a whole lot this year. But to be honest with you, I, if picking either one of them, I know Aiden went second to, to the Lions, picking either one of them to me was going to be success because Aiden just produced a lot at that level. And obviously Trayvon did too, and he was part of the national championship team. So um, I think it was a good pick. And they already have weapons from last year's draft. They still got Trevor Lawrence. So just having somebody to rush the, to rush the passer, I think it's going to be good for them. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything EJ's saying. Is I don't think you go wrong with either one of those two picks. I mean, if you watched Georgia at all last year, you know that they are one of the best defensive fronts probably in the last 10 to 20 years in college football. Um, there's a high pedigree with those guys coming from where they're playing at. You know that they already do a lot of NFL-type stuff just because they played for Kirby Smart. They played for those systems that translate really well. Um, and I think that for Jacksonville, I mean, you take this defensive guy because it's easier to win football games when teams don't score points. 
<laughs> right. Um, when you have a good defense, that's going to help out a younger quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, who has all the potential to be really good, but you want to give him a chance and you want to get the ball back. And the more that you can do that with being able to set an edge as that defensive end type body and then get after the pad, get after the quarterback on third down situation, that's going to help you out tremendously, kind of by osmosis. So we we talked number one pick, we talked defense, DB, cornerback real quick. Um, once again, for everyone listening, we are heavily skewed Cowboys and Eagles in this in this uh, in this in this chat. Jay being the lone uh, Saints here, <laughs> but uh, Cowboys Eagles, we for some reason, and I know not, not I won't say for some reason, we love to pick players that the other team is looking at. You know, we we did it with Dallas Goddard. Um, Michael Parsons was somebody the Eagles were looking at at one point. Um, you guys got uh, CD Lamb, a pick before us mm-hmm. a couple years ago. So, oh, yeah. this year, receiver was a big thing. And I know me and Juan, we talked about it a little bit off the mic, but there were four to five top guys in this year's class that were considered like just really good receivers for any team come in, contribute day one. Um, the first one being Drake London. I know one. You said you were you were uh, confused on why Atlanta took him. Why why were you not understanding why Atlanta took a receiver for their first pick? I think you know Atlanta's receiver room. They've got the pieces, and to me, I guess you know. I think we talked about this off the mic also is that I didn't think that that was necessarily a, like, number one need right now. But if you're of the school of this draft, we're trying to win games right now, then you got to make a pick like that. And Drake London is a, like, you better double that guy. Or he can get open anywhere. He can run the entire route tree. He's the best comparison to me is... Um, a Jamar Chase for the Bengals. It's everybody knows that Joe Burrow is throwing the ball Jamar Chase, and you still can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and and Drake, and Drake London was that in college at USC. I mean, you can watch some of the film, and there there's doubles, there's triples, there's every way, and he's still getting open and finding a way to make plays. And if that helps you win games right now, then you might as well do it. Okay. Well, there was also other news. Um, the Hollywood Brown was traded. <laughs> uh, was traded from the uh, the uh, Ravens, and uh, Lamar Jackson definitely had an issue with that. Can anybody please explain to me the significance? I mean, I'll, if, just, if, if, if at all? I'll just say this. I don't know if y'all were paying attention to Bleacher Report recently, probably in the last month or so. Someone asked him. I think he was at like a kid's camp or something like that. Lamar was. And they asked him, like, yo, I heard the team is trying to get rid of Hollywood. And he shut it down super quick. And he was like, nah, that's our, that's our guy. Like, that's our number one. So I know he was a little upset, for sure. Especially from seeing the response he had on Twitter. Um, right. I just, I don't understand it. Because my thing is, Lamar needs weapons at receiver. He's having to do all the running. Um, don't get me wrong, he has... Actually, he has good running backs, but 
he needs those guys that can go up and get the ball. He needs to be able to to to, to chuck it downfield and rely on guys to go get it. And even though Hollywood had some drop issues, because he definitely had some drop issues last year, to me, Hollywood was the clear number one receiver on that team. And so to trade him for the number 23 overall pick when the top five receivers that were considered to be the can't miss prospects in the draft in the first round all went within the top 16 picks and you trade for the number 23 pick. I didn't understand that at all. And I'm pretty sure Lamar feels that right now. So I'll be interested to see if that affects, you know, him resigning with the Ravens. Um, or maybe they're, maybe they're looking to do something day two, maybe a trade for somebody. So I don't know, but one, I didn't, I didn't get it. What did you see? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just as confused <laughs> and, to me, this is maybe maybe somebody in the Baltimore Ravens organization knows something we don't, you know. Yeah. And maybe maybe there's a larger plan. Maybe this is just, you know, two chess moves ahead of where they want to be. Um, because you know they do that and then take a safety with the 14th pick. <laughs> um, I mean, I I'm just curious. And again, and maybe and maybe they say, you know what, we're gonna. We're going to run the football. We're going to do what we do and let Lamar we need to. And we don't need Hollywood to do that. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and maybe, they think, maybe, maybe they think that he's, you know, he's obviously expendable. He's replaceable. They can replace the production. They can do all those things. Um, but I know that if they are going to do it, you better be able to live with the dang consequences because you might just have taken your team out of contention. For sure. For sure. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I did not understand that at all. Um, speaking of wide receivers, I know we were talking about the top ones went in the first sixteen picks. Um, Jay, I'm not. I don't know if you are familiar with Chris Olave from from uh, Ohio State, but the Saints traded up to get him, which uh, I think that was a pretty good move. I think it was unnecessary because I think y'all need a quarterback more so than you need a wide receiver. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely agree with you. I think that was what a lot of fans were kind of expecting. Was uh, there was a lot of talk about uh, several quarterbacks, so I was very surprised to see that we picked a uh, wide receiver. So um, I don't know if that's a sign that we're going to be putting all our trust in Jameis. <laughs> but uh, I guess the draft ain't over, so I guess we'll see what happens from there for the quarterback side. See, that's the thing. I will say this. I, I mean, it feels like you guys are doing this despite the Eagles because you know the Eagles are trading up to get a receiver. And so the Saints trade ahead of the Eagles. <laughs> there was no need for that. Um, but at the end of the day, it does bode well for y'all because you get Chris Olave now. Malik Willis is falling. He'll probably fall to the second round unless Tampa Bay scoops him up at 33. So you could possibly potentially get uh, Malik Willis in the beginning of the second round. And now you got him and Chris Olave. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good move. I, I, I can't be upset. I mean, I can be upset, but um, <laughs> it, it was a good move for y'all for sure. Yeah, I think that also just shows how scared of Malik Willis people are right now <laughs> that they didn't take him with that pick is that there's there's some kind of mystique and that's probably why he ain't gonna go he's not gonna go in the first round but people aren't ready to pull that trigger yet yeah and we i i thought also that uh saints have been targeting quarterback uh kenny pink pickett yep um but they, they when he went to the steelers so yeah uh 
I guess we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. It's weird though. Man, it's no, weird. All in on it's all it's all it's all in on Jameis Winston. I mean, that's the picks show you that. I guess you know what I mean. Um, they take you know they take a tackle, they take a receiver, they do all that stuff, and there's it seems like there's no worries in New Orleans, and they're going to ride the Jameis Winston Eden W's train. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, bro. Well, I hope they know what they're doing. I just hope the, the GMs know what they're doing because a lot of Saints fans, you know, a lot of Saints fans will argue and tell you that Jameis Winston is one of the best quarterbacks, which he probably is. But you know, his uh, he he did pretty good in the in the games that he did play before he got injured. But he is injury prone, in my opinion. So I just feel like we should definitely invest our. Uh, you know, a time into another quarterback potentially, but uh, I guess the Saints, I, like you said, Juan, I, you know, maybe they, we, we, the Saints are all in on Jameson. Maybe he is the future of the Saints. I never thought I would say that in my entire yeah, life. Yeah, you were talking pretty but, bad about him uh, after he did that sideline thing that one time. Yeah, Jameis Winston is a B-I-T-C-H. Um, I didn't forget. <laughs> I didn't forget the things he did when he was with Tampa Bay. Never forgot. So, uh, uh, but yeah, you know, I we I don't forget. So he he gonna have to win us some games and stay healthy for me to forgive him. So yeah. Well, here's here's the real question, guys. Is Jameis? There's 32 teams in the NFL, right? Is Jameis Winston in the top 16 quarterbacks in the NFL? I mean, out of all the quarterbacks in the league, I would have to probably say yes. Early. Yes. EJ, what do you think? You know what? I think Jameis. Jameis's only issue was the, is the is the interceptions. That's really it. Um, <laughs> That's a big issue. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But here's my thing: if, if we were saying that his only issue is the, is the interceptions, but he threw like six or seven touchdowns, Jameis threw thirty touchdowns that year, so it wasn't like. <laughs> he was a scrub as far as yes, I can actually get the ball in the end zone. He can he can get the ball in the end zone, and I think him sitting out that one year and and learning behind Drew Brees that one year was, was he behind Drew Brees for a year or was it? Yeah, he yeah. was behind Drew Brees oh, for he, that he one was, year. Yeah, he was yeah. there. So him getting a chance to sit behind Brees for a year after the thirty for thirty season, um, I think he learned a lot. Thirty for thirty season, <laughs> <laughs> you call it what it is. That's good. That's good. That's good baseball. Man. <laughs> um, after he wow. had that season, he sat behind Breeze for a little bit, and he got a chance to learn from one of the best to ever do it. And this season, like I was telling you, Jay, he played well before he got hurt, and he was putting them in contention to go to the playoffs. I think they were like third in the in in, in, in uh, the division and either first or second in their conference. So he was doing he was doing fine, and then he got hurt. Um, yeah. And then pretty much they just had to ride the defense for the rest of the year. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's probably top 16. He's probably at 16 for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. You 14 see, touchdowns, just, three interceptions, and a 102.8 passer rating. And, guys, I'm I'm a Jameis Winston fan. Like, yeah. I, don't, oh, I, don't think he, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but – I also don't think he's in the top 16. Okay, okay. And again, and and listen to me now, because I'm also 
a Cowboy fan, and Dak Prescott to me is closer to you know 14, 15, 16, and Jameis Winston ain't better than Dak Prescott in my mind. So to me, that's what that's what that's what keeps pushing Jameis down the list to me. And like, because Dak Dak's not in the top ten. I don't think he's in the top ten. Now, could he be anywhere from eleven to fifteen, sixteen? Absolutely. But if Dak is eleven to fifteen, Jameis ain't in sixteen. In my because <laughs> because. Number because and you know you you can call it a hot take if it's not a hot take but to me number sixteen is probably like somewhere around like her cousins ish you know really but okay so this is where we we part ways because he <laughs> is probably thirty on quarterback so thirty. Why is he? Why is he? Why is Kirk Cousins thirty? Kirk Cousins makes terrible decisions at the wrong times, um, so it's just like he, he can have those games where he'll give you four touchdowns, and you're like, "Oh my God, Kirk Cousins is so good!" And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right when you need him just to get a regular first down, he throws a pick six. And so I'm just like, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't stand. When you need him, he will fail, he and it's guaranteed to happen. He does it every year. <laughs> okay, and again, here we go. Here's a Cowboy fan thing. If you're going to compare, like, I think Kirk Cousins is Tony Romo. Like, yes, Tony's going to lose you freaking football games sometimes. But lose you a lot. Exactly. If you go back and okay, but, but look, but look, Kirk Cousins has won. He's won a playoff game, and it was an away playoff game at that. That's okay. that's like Dak Prescott hasn't necessarily you know climbed that mountain yet. Jameis Winston hasn't necessarily climbed that mountain yet. And I think if you look at Kirk Cousins' overall career, he's probably going to look a lot like Tony Romo at the end, where like he was a good quarterback, he just didn't have that X factor of winning you football games when it mattered. Which is why, like that, that to me is the definition of halfway. Gotcha. And that's just me. I could be, I could be hundred percent wrong, but I think, I think Kirk Cousins doesn't get a lot of respect because he makes those bad decisions. Because that's how I feel about Tony Romo. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, what's going to be the real injustice is Tony Romo is probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame, and Kirk Cousins is going to have identical stats and not be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> And that that would be a huge injustice to Kirk Cousins. Well, you Dallas yeah. fans have this weird obsession with Tony Romo, so it would be your fault he that happens. <laughs> now, I'm not I'm not I'm not advocating for Tony Romo in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he belongs there either. I'm just saying he's an NFL guy, he's a popular NFL guy, and he'll probably end up there because he also announced. Let, let, let me do this for you. But when you're quarterback when you're quarter, when you're quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, things things like that happen to you. <laughs> Exactly. I mean that that is true. That is true. We'll get back on the Cowboys in a second, but so we were talking about him being a top sixteen quarterback. I'm just gonna name some guys that I think he's better than, and these are guys that people consider top twenty. Okay, so who is who's better than who, who's better than Jameis is better than the guys I'm about to. In my opinion, these guys I'm about to name. Okay, so he's better okay. than Carson Wentz. I think we all can agree on that. Absolutely. Um, my mind right now, I know this guy, he did pretty well last year, but I think he's all, he's, he's just really good in the system. But I think, I think he's better than Mac Jones at this point. 
right now? Okay, yeah, but you gotta you gotta give him another year. Okay. It's tough right to now, he's better than Mac Jones for right now. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll give you that. I and this is me again. I'm taking him over Ryan Tannehill any day. Uh, okay with that. Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Um and I want to say this because he's my quarterback, but would you take him over? I, I, Hurts is great, but I don't know. It's a toss-up. Absolutely. I'd, I'd take Jameis over Jalen. Absolutely. So if you take him out, that's number 17 right there, everyone, according to the NFL. Top no. Um, <laughs> now you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean... I'm, Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Jameis Winston. Yes, that's debatable. <laughs> that, that, that's highly debatable. Both injury prone yep. quarterbacks. Um, at this stage in Matt Ryan's career, I think Jameis is better than Matt Ryan at this stage in his career. Okay, I can maybe I'll give you that. Just talking about Kirk Cousins, <laughs> I think he's better than Kirk Cousins. And then you have at thirteen, you have Derek Carr. So. Top 16, what? <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, see, you're you're working the wrong way. I'll go the correct way. Let's start with quarterbacks he's not better than, for sure. Okay. Go Tom down Brady the list. Like Russell Wilson. Nope. Russell, okay, Tom Brady. Yep. Russell Wilson. Lamar yep. Jackson. Aaron Rodgers. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, what's his name? Who did you say? Yep, uh, Justin Herbert, Mahomes. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, uh, Dak Prescott, Dak yep, Joe Prescott. Burrow, Matt Prescott. That's ten. Okay. Josh um, Allen. You did. did you say Josh Allen? Sean Watson. That's eleven. Did he? Okay. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Good. Um, that's right. already 10. Well, you said 16. <laughs> okay, but I'm, I'm still going. I'm Kyler Murray. Still going. Um, that's Kyler 12. Murray. Derek Carr. Did we, yep, did we say 13. Derek Carr? Derek Carr's 13. Um, Kirk Cousins. I'm putting him. him okay, I'm, I'm putting Kirk okay, Cousins. Okay, that's 14. Um, now, this may be a hot take, but... Say Case King. Oh no no no! Who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting. Uh, this NFC quarterback that I'm forgetting. Uh, not the Chicago's quarterback, are you? Uh, what's his uh, name? No, not Justin Fields. Um, Detroit's. Nope. Not not. Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. This uh, y'all may disagree, but I'm going to blame coaching on this one. I'm going to put Mitchell Trubisky okay, up that, there. That's definitely yeah, the, the hottest of hot takes. Mitchell Trubisky is hot garbage, and he is not above. Okay. No, okay, but Jim Nagy has not ever been a head coach or an offensive coordinator where his quarterback has done good. I think that this year, watch Mitchell Trubisky, and he will be leaps and bounds better because he's gotten away from Jim Nagy. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Juan. I feel you, but I, I'm not putting him over James Winston. I'm not. He's he, 
I think he'll be better in 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 Pittsburgh. I think we can we'll see maybe another side of him that we didn't get a chance to see in Chicago. But better than Jameis Winston? No, no sir, no sir. That means you're putting Mitchell Trubisky in your top sixteen quarterbacks in the NFL, and I I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay then. Okay, leave leave Mitch out. Okay, leave Mitch out. Um, AFC quarterbacks. I'm not forgetting. I said Joe. See, said, you're having to reach because you know Jameis is in there. Her <laughs> cousin aside, you did. Her yep. cousin. And Jimmy, and Jimmy, Jimmy makes it 14. Put Jimmy above. There's Jimmy. Um. Uh, Russell Wilson. We are. Yeah, we named him. Yep. Tedatore. Okay. Um. All I'm saying, if it takes you this long, one to think, James Wilson, he's in your top fifteen. Then, <laughs> <laughs> then, okay, then he, if if anything, he may be like sixteen, seventeen, maybe. And if you, uh, let's, so let's say this, maybe. And this is this this will make Jay happy. So you get you have the sixteenth best quarterback in the league, you have an outstanding defense. That's a guaranteed playoff spot. I don't know how far you go. Guaranteed play, guaranteed play. They have one of the best defenses in the league. I think they just drafted somebody else for defense after they got the uh, Chris Olave. Um, yeah, we got. Uh, I just had it actually. Just had it. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I drafted a cornerback. Um, hold on. We drafted. Uh, oh no, you drafted off with the tackle, right? After that dude from uh, Northern Iowa, Trevor Penning. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Trevor Penning. I thought we got a quarter, a cornerback too. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. You got an offensive tackle to help Jameis. You got Chris Olave to for Jameis to throw to. Um, they're talking to Honey Badger, trying to come there also. So all I'm saying, one is they got a great defense. They always beat Tom Brady. I don't know why he can't beat the Saints. Um, I do. I do. And Jameis was playing well last year. Picks went down. Was doing fine. That's that's a, that's a, that's a playoff spot. I'm not saying that they'll make it out of the first round, but it's a playoff spot. Man, we're gonna make it out the first round. I don't know about that, but just got to get a good quarterback. You know, we going through a well. Jameis Winston. Now. So there's, you know, there's top tier quarterbacks, top five. There is second tier quarterbacks, which is like six through what? Call it six. You go call that six through sixteen or six. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jameis Winston's at the bottom of the t- of that tier somewhere. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you. I agree, but he feels and he and he's barely in there because the rookie quarterbacks haven't shown anything yet. When it's all said and done, Trevor Lawrence will probably be better. Mac Jones will eventually probably be better. Yeah. Who knows Justin Fields? Who knows Jordan Love? I'm just saying we got to live in the moment, woman. We got to live in the moment. <laughs> uh, you... don't, make, don't make me don't make me put Carson Wentz. In you can't put Car- Carson Wentz is the number 32 best quarterback in the league. Okay, so let's just be real. Uh, 
Speaking of of you mentioned Jordan Love. I mean, will we be able to see him get better now that Green Bay has re-signed Aaron Rodgers? I'll let one answer this one. <laughs> yeah, I I I say I couldn't tell you. You're gonna see him in the preseason and he's probably gonna look awesome because it's the preseason. But <laughs> unless Aaron Rodgers, you know, does something crazy besides he wants to host Jeopardy instead of playing in the NFL, whatever. <laughs> then the jury, to me, the jury is still out on Jordan. He's going to have the highest expectations of any NFL quarterback ever. And maybe the pressure gets to him, maybe it doesn't. But I hope he's good. And there's another one that nobody ever talked about Ray Fields at San Francisco. He's on Jimmy G. And he was one of the, you know, the highest talented guys that too and nobody's seen him that's true that's true so there's a there's there's a bunch of good supposedly good rookie quarterbacks you know that haven't got in yet and it could be the you know the Patrick Mahomes effect where sat for a year and a couple games until Alex Smith got hurt and he freaking put the world up there that would make sense and you know I'd love that for Trey Lance I'd love that for Jordan Love um but, you know, Patrick Mahomes is also a once in a lot of time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, so, exactly. and he had Tyreek Hill. And, you know, he had, he, had, he, were, he walked in the and not the next that Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I know we got sidetracked with the quarterback talk for a sec, but I want to bring him back to, to some of the picks that happened, uh, especially for my team. We're going to talk about the Eagles for a second. Um, we traded up from 15 to 13 and we gave up four picks. I believe it was like 162, 176, and 190 plus our number 15 pick to trade up <clears throat> to number 13. Um, as you know, I stated earlier, I am upset because we traded up and all the receivers are gone. One pick ahead of us, the Lions selected Jamison Williams, who I believe would have been perfect for the Eagles to pair along with uh, Devontae Smith. Ended up getting Jordan Davis, and Jordan Davis does run that 4-7 at 320, so that's cool. Um, but as we were talking about earlier, one, I think Kyle Hamilton is like a once-in-a-lifetime. I won't say once-in-a-lifetime, but I'll say for the past five to ten years, we haven't really seen like true amazing safeties come out of college, and I've heard that he's that Kyle's really good, and I've seen some of his stuff at, at Notre Dame. Do you think the Eagles missed by taking Jordan Davis over Kyle Hamilton? I wouldn't say that the Eagles missed. I think that, again, you got to look at the division that they're in and the state of the NFC East. You're you're not you're not going to need much to make yourself a contender. And if, to me, like from a coach's perspective, you want to build your team to stop the teams that you need to beat. So if you're going to stop the Cowboys, I'm not drafting a safety. If you're going to stop the Cowboys, you better find somebody in the middle that can stop Ezekiel Elliott in the run game. And if they're thinking of it from that perspective, I don't think that's a bad pick because you know you can you know you can stop Washington, the Giants, you know whatever. Right. <laughs> and but if you're going to, you know, the Cowboys split. 
to make it a game at the end of the season. We all know how that one goes. <laughs> right. Cowboys Eagles. <laughs> Cowboys randomly they randomly want to drop one at the end of the season to the Eagles. That game actually yeah. matters. Eight and eight. But to me, if you want to structure your team to beat those that you the teams that you have to beat, you take Jordan Davis. And so I'm not a hundred percent upset with the Kyle Hamilton pass. Now, if Kyle Hamilton goes and plays for Baltimore and gets, you know, breaks um, the interception record or something like that, then yeah, we'd probably be, you know, <laughs> yeah, right, right. But uh-huh. I'm not upset at the pick if that's gotcha. what they're um, I feel you on that. That makes sense. I, I I just think yes, it'll help us win the NFC least, but um, when we get to the <laughs> league, I mean, when we get to the to the playoffs, we got to face Aaron Rodgers. You know. Who's back there at safety? So, yeah. Well, you know, I don't, I don't know if it really matters a whole lot if you have a good safety or not at that point. You're facing Aaron Rodgers. Um. Also, sticking on the Eagles for a second. So, I talked all that crap about not getting Jamison Williams, but then the Eagles did have the number 18 pick on the board. The Eagles traded for AJ Brown from the Titans. Uh, one, what do you think about that that move? I mean, it could be a make you happy. Like this has to make you happy, right? Yeah, yeah, I for mean, sure. <laughs> if 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 you're gonna pass on, you know, what you think is a big need for safety, and then go get that one. That to me is, you know, that, that's the chess match that all these organizations got to play. Right? Is that we're gonna take a loss here to try and gain um, somewhere else and. Maybe that works out good. Maybe yeah. it doesn't. What about your Eagles? I know. I mean, excuse me, your Eagles, your Cowboys. What about your Cowboys and the pick that they had uh, first round? The uh, offensive tackle Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. What do, you, what, what do you think about the Cowboys picking him? And, and do you think that will help you guys this upcoming year? That is, that's such a good question. There's, there's a lot more things that have to happen with the Cowboys <laughs> than one thing. <laughs> but I mean, I, I like the pick. I, I've been, you know, if you know people, if I had a large following, I would have been quoted saying we needed offensive lineman with the first pick. Um, just you know, the good news is, you know, we got rid of Connor Williams, which will save us about fifty penalty yards a game, <laughs> and. <laughs> We, I don't, I, I didn't love getting rid of um, Mark. And now the name is escaping me. Um, not Terrence Steele, because that's the one that we have left. It wasn't Terrence Steele. Um, so we lost two. And we need, a, we need one that's together right, right now. So I don't know a whole lot about Tyler Smith. But. The catch-22 of that is, does drafting Tyler Smith make you win one playoff football game? Yeah. I, I don't know. He no. said no. And so, and, that, and that's, the only, that's the only bad outcome is what you see. is okay, you're going to protect Dak Prescott, but who are you throwing the ball to and how are you going to get it to him? And... What are you going to do with it? Or where do you go? You know, take the home run 
and try and draft a receiver or a playmaker or something that, you know, take the page out of the yeah. Rams playbook. Is if you want to win now, you better go get the dudes to get you to win now. <laughs> Does Tyler Smith help us win yeah. now? I don't know. Thank me to the answer. You may be in denial, but. <laughs> no, it's just we're waiting for the do you, do you think your coach, the the coach that y'all, um, I can't think of his name, but the new coach that came on, I got to watch the uh, Hard Knock season uh, that uh, that was on the Dallas Cowboys last year. Got to, I got to see a little bit of his mindset and the way he approached things. To be honest, it's hard to to try to separate, uh, you know, Jerry Jones as the puppet master there and not really letting the coach do it. He wants. He was very. He's the coach, I can't think of his name, but he's very uh, soft-spoken. Don't seem like he really, it sounds like he's kind of uh, timid at times, but I could be wrong. Maybe he's just doing that for the cameras. Do you believe in your coach at, in Dallas right now? Do you think he's like, I don't know, did you see any major changes as a Dallas fan? As a fan, I believe, okay? <laughs> as, a fa- as a fan, I believe. You have to believe in your coach. Okay. Um, <laughs> do I agree with everything that goes on in the Cowboys organization? Absolutely not. Do I think that was the best hire, a home run hire at the time? No. Um, does Mike McCarthy have the resume? He's got a Super Bowl. More than people can say. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it was him? Does it mean it was Aaron Rodgers? Um has Mike McCarthy mismanaged some game situations like calling a quarterback sneak with 10 seconds left in the game and no timeouts? Who knows? <laughs> is that his call? Is it Kellen Moore's call? I mean, who knows? I think that, you know, there's some issues there with Kellen Moore also. I, I believe in our coach. I don't think he's a... He hasn't run the organization into the ground. I think he's keeping it afloat. I think that you know, he took us from COVID year being really bad to winning, you know, 10 plus ball games this past year. Now, our opponents weren't very good. It's what the Cowboys should have done. We beat bad football teams. And if you go back and look at it, I mean, all the teams that we beat were losing records. That was in the top 10 we lost to, which is very frustrating as a Cowboy fan. Your but brother, we're frustrated every year. Your brother, you know, he. Your brother didn't seem to understand that. It seemed like that the Cowboys was actually steamrolling the lead. <laughs> but, you know. Uh, you know. And we do. We do. No, don't get me wrong. We were steamrolling. We were just steamrolling the wrong people. Exactly. So were you, Tabisa, were you steamrolling? It's, it's, if you win 10 ball games, you're steamrolling for sure. But the team um, sucked. So well, hey, you still we won a division. We don't have to be that good. That's all I'm saying. You just got to be good, good enough to win your division, and after that, Cinderella story. Well, I'll just say this okay. before we move on to the, to the to the next subject. You better hope Jalen Hurts has a great season because if he has a bad season and we get <laughs> CJ Stroud or uh, my boy from Alabama, gonna be on one. That's all I'm gonna tell you. So here's here's what's going to happen. The Cowboys, I don't know how they're going to do it. They're still going to win the division. Gotta find. Maybe we'll make a midseason trade. We'll, we'll find somebody in the 
Dorsey or we'll sell the farm for Debo Samuel, whatever. <laughs> We're going to win the division and then Pat Prescott's going to be Pat Prescott win us a couple playoff games. We may lose the NFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, what, what's amazing is, and this is, this is all Cowboy fans, so this isn't just one. The optimism that these fans have every year is mind blowing. It really is, though. Like, they are it's really mind blowing. Like, I don't understand it. I wish, as an Eagles fan, I had this confidence every year in the Eagles, but I know we're Utah. So it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't know how y'all do it. I really don't. I really don't. Is there ever a year where you don't see the Cowboys going more than two rounds? I mean, I just, I just don't understand that. Last year was the how, how can you, you don't go in, you you never go into a season thinking they're going to lose the first round. You don't. I mean, what? I mean, I don't. I mean, I guess I've never been a Saints fan. I've never been an Eagles fan, but I could tell you, I just know that from the time I was little. You expect now because you know we grew up in the 90s when the heyday, but even through the you know the dark ages, right? <laughs> we still expect and always expect your team to win a Super Bowl. Is that high expectations? Not for Cowboys, it makes y'all delusional. <laughs> that's the norm. That's, that's what you guys don't oh, the last God. time the Cowboys said it's, it's a championship. Was the last year that they won it, which was in '96. You were six years old the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, and they have not sniffed a Super Bowl since. So that's okay. That's that's where y'all don't understand. We <laughs> sniff it every year. Okay, okay. You can smell it in the off season. It's always just it's just inches so, away all the time. All those but years were done with now beating y'all in the, NF- in, in the NFC. Were y'all sniffing at those years because we were killing y'all when we had Donovan McNabb. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we were we were just buying our time. Okay. But what are you buying, buying your time? time you know, we had we, <laughs> we had yes. something. There has to be an intro. Hutchinson years. We had the Quincy Carr years. You know, we couldn't find a quarterback. for then you know we we start with the old guys, the Drew Bledsoe, Testifer. We're just playing. And then you got Tony Romo, right? And you were playing again, you know, To and and uh... now again, I'll be the first to tell you the Cowboys are the kings of doing the least, the most. Like we don't capitalize in the Des Bryant years. We don't capitalize when we have the best offensive line. Like we have Tyron Smith all those guys in their prime and we don't capitalize. We have Zeke in his prime, Dak in his prime. But this year, all to advantage. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm a Stephen A guy and Stephen A is very right. It's 100% right. They, Dallas Cowboy fans are probably the most delusional fans <laughs> in sports. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, you just... You just hate us because you ain't. I'm good. Spoken I'm like good. a we, true we, cowboy fan. That's what that is talking about. You keep just tell me. Just tell me look. what size shirt? What size Super Bowl shirt? I already have it. I already have an extra large Super Bowl shirt for 2018. I already got that. I would. I would love a Dallas Cowboys shirt that says "Biting Our Time." <laughs> 
biding our time or the better shirt would be what can go wrong will go wrong. That's the better shirt. Right. Yes. That is for dang sure. Yes. So, I will look, agree. you know, I got to respect you. Y'all real faithful. You real faithful. Y'all not going to win nothing anytime soon. But you guys, I mean, you got to have something to enjoy. You could be Arkansas with no team and all you got is a Razorback. So, I mean, at least you have, you have something, you know. I think I think right. I think the Mavericks may see a, 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 a NBA championship before y'all have. ever see a Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that's, yeah, no, you know what? I forgot. Yeah, they, yeah, they're going to look. Just, just understand, you know, the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl <laughs> before I die. That's going. That's going. Yeah, you can't. Won, they've already won one. They will not they go hundred. They will not go eighty years without a Super Bowl. That is so depressing. Oh man, that's so depressing. I don't know if I would have said that. All the all the great sports organizations that took you know the Boston Red Sox, the Cubs, you know, that go for so long without champ. That's not going to be the Cowboys. I mean, we'll get one. Just just, just hold on. You guys are up for that distinct for that distinguished award because. The Cubs have won since then, and you guys are still tacking on every year to that night since '96. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying, so. Oh man! But uh, warm uh, y'all just—it's okay. Everybody, everybody needs fan bases to hate on. Everybody hates the Yankees, the Yankees fan bases win. for football. It's just win. the Cowboys. That's just that's just the Yankees that win. Just comes with the territory. <laughs> <laughs> and people hate winners. The Cowboys win. It just hasn't been as recent as yeah. other teams have. Okay, that's not, I guess. But we've we've run into you know the buzzsaw of great NFC quarterbacks, and you know last year was supposed to be our year, and then you know Jimmy G all of a sudden has one of his don't turn the ball over except for once a game, and had a really good defense. That's okay. Then Tom Brady hopped on the stage. Let's so get these old guys out of here. And, you know, we'll find a offensive get coordinator. These old guys out of here. You have Justin yeah. Herbert. You have Patrick Mahomes. You have Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. What are you? What, what are we talking about? <laughs> we're good. Burrow. We're gonna Go be Burrow. good. Uh, we're gonna be Trevor good. Lawrence coming up, like you said. So yeah. I mean, I feel you though. Like I said, the confidence is is great. Confidence is great. I have a question yeah. for both of y'all. Where does Tom Brady sign? I mean, he signed with the uh, with Tampa, didn't he? Yeah, he's with Tampa. Yeah. Did he resign with? He did. did he resign yeah. with Tampa? Yeah. I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't know he resigned. I thought that was a rumor. I thought he he. I thought it wasn't anything wasn't official. There was he nothing made, official. Like, as far as I know, it's official. I'm gonna have to look. I think I think Brady's a free agent, guys. Oh, I, mean, I don't see yeah. why he would go anywhere but Tampa. Yeah, because there was to maybe there was uh the rumor that he was gonna sign with Miami with Miami, but that that came out false. I remember Greg posted about that, but I don't remember him signing uh re-signing with Tampa. I'm trying to look it up. I heard the other day that Tom Brady resigned and he made an extra nine million in cap space available to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so they go sign more people. Like, oh, yeah. 
Okay, well, he doesn't. What says forty days after initially announcing his retirement, Brady announced he would return to the Buccaneers for the twenty twenty two season. Okay, well, maybe I was wrong. One, um, before we get you out of here, man, real quick, um, getting close to the end of the draft, <laughs> I want to talk about Green Bay and Kansas City. So we know that they actually both needed receivers with. Uh, Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams and the Chiefs trading Tyree Kill. Both of those teams are bare, especially the Packers. The Packers have nobody. Um, so they did not trade up to get one of the top receivers in the draft this year. And it looks like Green Bay took a defensive tackle from Georgia and Kansas City took an edge an edge rusher from uh, Purdue. Is there anything that these two teams can do draft-wise, maybe trading that you would see would would bring them back up to Super Bowl contention. I mean, I think the Kansas City Chiefs might be a little bit better off because they did get um, uh, what's his name from the Steelers. Um, TikTok dancer. What's his name? Yeah, they got Juju. So, I mean, they got a little more weapons than, than the Packers do, but Aaron Rodgers basically came back, lost his number one weapon and lost his second weapon too. So, is there anything they can do to to get back in Super Bowl contention? I think there's absolutely things they can do, but they're not going to do it. There's, like, for sure Green Bay. Green Bay has already shown that they're not going to go out and get receiver for Aaron. They think that that succeed in spite of, which he has. (laughs) In spite of putting weapons around him. It's kind of like if Aaron Rodgers tanked a year, then they probably would. But since Aaron Rodgers is being Aaron Rodgers, why do we why do we need to go out and get those pieces? Just let him be him because he's, again, a generational talent and we'll figure everything else out. And I think that the Chiefs can take that same mentality of you don't have to have, like, obviously having Tyreek Hill makes you better. But you don't have to have Tyreek because you have Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes is going to make any receiver look good. Do they have the same skill set as Tyreek Hill? No. <clears throat> but because they lost Tyreek Hill, it doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes is going to all of a sudden not throw touchdowns and throw interceptions. He's still going to be Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so, for those two teams, it's all in on your quarterback and everything else is status quo. Okay. Well, Jay, did you have anything else you wanted to ask while we got him? I think that's it. I, I think that's it. Um, I was going to say, do you think we have a really chance, uh, the Saints really have a, ch- a good chance to go to the Super Bowl? But, you know, we in the same, div- we in the same division with Dallas, so he thinks Dallas is going to, you know, beat us. So I'm not going to even ask that question. I'm about to say you're 100. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 100% correct. <laughs> so I'll get you a, I'll get you, I'll get you a T-shirt. Uh, I'll get you a t-shirt. Uh, yeah, don't forget what I need to have in front of it. So, you know, <laughs> Well, we need. We probably just need to make a shoe program, uh, custom tees with cowboys paraphernalia. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, well, look, hey, you know what? I, I'll bet you win the Super Bowl, and I'll definitely wear it. If y'all win the Super Bowl, uh, if y'all win the Super Bowl. We'll add the star turn. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> that confident. Oh, the disrespect. That's- this respect is real. Yep. Confident just like you do losing the <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> it, it feels it feels good. That's I, I guess. I mean, you guys never let us down. See, you know, Stephen A. Watching uh, Stephen A. on ESPN <laughs> makes my day. So I. Hey, y'all know how it is. People love to hate you when you're on top, on top of the of the worst division in the NFC. <laughs> you. But are we on top though? That's all. Might I recommend we are... you go speak to a therapist? Because y'all tripping. <laughs> I don't know what y'all drinking out there in Dallas, but it's it's not good for your health. Too much arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, appreciate it, man, for joining us again. Mm. No, y'all, thanks for having me. Always, always fun. Everybody supports the program. Check them out. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll catch y'all next week. Peace. Feel free to follow us on all social media platforms. Catch us over on Spotify at The Shoe Program and any other DSPs that you prefer to listen to podcasts on. Also follow us over on Instagram at The Shoe Program. Follow us on Twitter at SHU underscore program. And also tap in with this man. Ask any questions. Feel free to follow, DM us, reach out. If you like anything, follow us on YouTube. Please let us know, man. We really, really appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you all's feedback and tapping in with us content-wise, man. We would love to get to know you and figure out who's listening to us and what you all would like to see and just for showing us consistent love week after week. Thank you all so much. Thank you.